Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 795. If you'd like to have a copy of a churn, I'll tell you how at the end of the program. Just tell her whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Uh, I have, um, I'm continuing on. We're in the 14th chapter of Proverbs now. And uh, I've got music. Real good music here. Uh, some of the things from Bill and Gloria Gaither presents. And J.D. Sumner is on these tapes as well. You'll be able to recognize his voice. And I have letters. Right now, let's pray <clears throat> to God, the only God, the only true and live God, uh, who all creation must face on Judgment Day. And Christ is God. Those of us that are saved will be at his mercy seat. Father, anoint, continue anointing me on this chapter and whatever else you want to be having said on the program, do it. Lord God, I ask, I rebuke Satan, build a wall of fire around and about us, and help all the people, Lord, that are your children in the world. Uh, open the doors of heaven and pour out showers of blessings upon them everywhere that, Lord, they can know and uh, give praises and honor and glory to you. I ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Rebuke Satan, Father, in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, here is... Uh, I'm going to walk them golden stairs. He just called Walk Them Golden Stairs. This is Bill and Gloria Gaither presenting these singers. I'm gonna walk in golden stairs when I die, when I die, when, when, when I'm gonna walk, gonna walk in golden stairs. Cause I know my Jesus answers all of my prayer. Well, I know when he calls me to my home on high. Gonna walk in golden stairs when I die, when I die. Oh Lord, oh Lord, I want, I want this lonesome weary road. Sometimes, Sometimes I can't help but cry. I'll never regret a step that I take. I'm gonna walk in golden stairs when I die. When I die, when I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk in golden stairs. Cause I know my Jesus, Jesus. Well, the answer's all of my prayers. I know when he calls me to 
14th chapter of the book of um, Proverbs, we see uh, verse 1, every wise woman builds her house. She builds her house. She doesn't tear her husband down. She doesn't do things to make uh, her husband and her children to hate her or despise her because the Lord tells us to hate evil. And if she's evil and uh, does things that um, are against God, or she, you can see that she doesn't love God at all, uh, well, then she's uh, plucking uh, the house down with her hands. In other words, with her works. Every wise woman, that means every woman that fears God, builds, she just is a builder of the house of God, she's a builder of her own house. But the foolish, the opposite of women that fear God, pluck their houses down in the church that they belong in with her hands, her wicked hands. Verse 2, he that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord. Well, you're not going to walk in uprightness unless you've feared the Lord. That's what God told Moses. So the main uh, thing for us to do, women and men, is to fear God. Fear the Lord. Or you'll never walk in your uprightness. <clears throat> Actually, in the book of Ecclesiastes, I keep reading this and saying this, um, tells us that the entire duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. But again, people will not keep God's commandments if they don't fear him. Um, so we must walk, we must fear God first so that we can walk in God's uprightness in us. We fear the Lord. But he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him. Uh, read from the dictionary what the word perverse means. Of a person or action deliberately or stubbornly departing from what is reasonable or required. Persistent in error. Wayward, intractable, peevish, perverted, wicked. 
of a verdict against the weight of evidence or the judge's direction. All right, well, the whole world is walking perversely. They're stubbornly doing the things that God does not want them to do. They're foolishly walking um, contrary uh, to God, which means that they're walking after Satan. And as I said in the message before, that they all say, well, everybody's doing it, so it must be okay. <clears throat> uh, but the uh, sins, the defects of others, do not excuse you. Uh, you have to make a stand among all these wayward, perverse people. Uh, because you see them sinning, and you see that they're defective if you read the Word of God. But just because the whole world goes to hell doesn't mean that you have to. There's no, and you get before the judgment bar of God, uh, that's not going to be any excuse to anyone. For the Lord has not given us uh, an erring human pattern or a corrupt human, human pattern to follow. Uh, he has given us a divine spirit to end uh, the pattern, to follow the divine spirit. The Lord says we must be like him in order to enter heaven. We must be like the spotless son of God, who has been given to us to give us power, spiritual power over death, hell, the grave, sin, Satan, and the world. Verse 3, in the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. You hear all kinds of people saying, well, you know, I made so many points in basketball. I made so many points in football, you know, and I got millions of dollars. What good is that going to do you? God never called you to dribble a basketball or to be on a football team or to beat people's brains out. That doesn't do you any good. Uh, you're foolish. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. And government officials would say, they're going to lead you into, and really the answer is into death, into hell. They have no leadership uh, ability, according to the word of God. They are not leaders. Um, well, the exception that they'll lead you into a ditch. They're blind. They don't know the Lord. And you're blind and you follow them and you're going into hell. But the lips of the wise, those that fear God, shall preserve themselves. Verse 4, where no oxen are, in other words, where there's no help, the crib is clean. We have to have uh, helpers, uh, you know, a poor person, uh, a despised person that has a servant is better than uh, a person that thinks that they really have it all down and they are broke and they're hungry. Where no uh, oxen are, the crib is clean. Those of you that have never been on a farm, this is, uh, there's the cribs of corn. They store corn in a crib or hay. But 
much increase is by a strength of the ox. Well, the Lord says, you know, he likens us, he uses a parable, that the ox is worthy of their hire. And he's not talking about oxes. Uh, oxen, the Bible says, that it's about us, that work, the works, we allow God to do his works in us. A lot of people, these false teachers and preachers, they tell you, we don't have to do any work whatsoever. The Lord did it all. No, he didn't. He said that greater works that uh, than he did will we do. That means there's work for us to do and greater works than what he did. Now, he gave us salvation for sure, but he showed us the way, the truth, and the life, the things that we have to do in the world in order to uh, get into heaven. Uh, so a faithful witness, and I'm telling you, I'm a faithful witness, I'm telling you the truth, will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. Now you can get into these churches, and man, they've got orchestras and bands, and we do too, but uh, they think that's it. Well, I can do, we held services without any orchestra, any band, no piano player, anything. And the Lord sent them in, and so, of course, we'll use whatever God sends in. They're precious to us. Verse 6, a scorner seeketh wisdom and uh, findeth it not, because they're not really seeking. They're not seeking it, uh, because they're seeking book knowledge or something, wisdom. They're not seeking the fear of the Lord, but knowledge is very easy unto him that uh, has understanding. Verse 7, Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. Verse 8, The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. The, the fear of the Lord of the prudent is to understand the way that he's going. The only way that he can understand the way that he's going is to fear the Lord and read his word, which shows us how to go and to seek the spirit, to pray and ask the Lord where to go and how to, what not to do. But the folly of fools is deceit to them. They're deceived. The whole world is deceived which means that the whole world is foolish. Fools make a mock at sin. They like to mimic one another. Monkey see, monkey do. Um, I've got painted stockings too. Fools make a mock of sin. They see people sitting and they laugh at them, homosexuals, they laugh at them, and they uh, just, <clears throat> they don't want to preach the gospel to them, they just want to mock them. Or uh, people that are in pornography, they want to mock them and laugh at them and mock them. Among the righteous, there is favor because they, 
know that all people are sinners and God puts us in the world here to win sinners. Verse 10, the heart knoweth his own bitterness and a stranger does not intermeddle with his joy. Verse 11, when I have joy in my heart because I'm keeping the commandments, the heart knows his own bitterness. I know if I'm uh, trying, uh, you know, something is trying to make me bitter and a stranger, uh, the devil is a stranger, does not intermeddle with my joy. Verse 11, the house of the wicked shall be overthrown. Didn't I say that in the scriptures yesterday? Yes, I did. The whole nation uh, of the wicked shall be overthrown. Just look at this nation that we have here now. It's been overthrown. It must be something wrong. It must be the nation of wicked people shall be overthrown. Why, why, you say, because you're murdering millions of babies every year. Human babies that God wants to grow up into the fullness of his stature. They're the image and likeness of God, and he doesn't want you touching them. They belong to him. He doesn't want you to murder them, and you're guilty. You're guilty for going into one of those slaughterhouses, and the people in there are guilty. You need to repent. But the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. You people are not going to flourish that are wicked. The government, our whole government is overthrown now. All of our industry, major industry is overseas now. The homeless on the streets, it's unbelievable what you see now. <clears throat> so, verse 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man. Now, you know, these people who call themselves presidents, they're men. They're not gods. They're not to be obeyed. If they're telling you something that is the opposite of what God says. Now, Bush went over and bombed Iraq. Because he heard some devil tell him that there was uh, weapons of mass destruction there. This is a mere man. It seemed right unto him. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Bush, you're going to die. Don't you fear God? It's obvious you don't. But you're going to die. And all you other people that agree with him, and he agrees with the Pope. He says, whatever the Pope wants me to do, I'll do. Why, the Pope is uh, in Italy. He's not supposed to be running the United States of America. I, this man is a pervert. I wouldn't do anything that he says. Even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful. 
They're at parties and they're laughing and everything, but deep down, they know they're sinners and they're sorrowful. And the uh, end of that mirth, that funniness, is heaviness. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Why from him? Because only a good man will follow the Lord. And he'll have all sorts of blessings from God. Now, uh, verse 15. The simple believeth every word. There's so many simple people. These people uh, believe the Antichrist regime. They're believing the Pope and the government, one world government and church that he runs and the one world media. That's why the Lord calls you simpletons. The simpletons believe every word, but not the word of God. But the prudent man looketh well to his going. He looks only to God and not at all to men. Verse 16, a wise man, a man that fears, it says, a wise man feareth. Feareth what? Fears God in his word. God is the word. And departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is uh, confident. Verse, I'm confident in the Lord. Verse 17, he that is soon angry, the uh, uh, dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Well, there's also a lot of good men that are hated too. The Lord said, if they hated me, they will hate you. So you have to rightly divide the word, folks. And we're commanded to hate evil. He that is soon angry. Uh, I may be angry faster than most people because the fact I know what the Bible says more than most people. And I get angry, uh, very angry quickly, because I know that people have to serve the Lord. And if they don't, they've been in the church for 30, 35 years, 36 years or more, 37 years, I know that there's something terribly wrong with them. And it makes me angry and I have to rebuke them and reprove them uh, in order for me to be right with the Lord. So that he that is soon angry for no reason at all deals foolishly. And a man of wicked devices is hated. And... Um, by people that are of the Lord. Yes, I hate people of wicked devices. The people of wicked devices are not hated by the wicked. They're one with them. I hate evil. The Lord says for us to hate evil and cleave to that which is good. Verse 18. The simple 
inherit folly, but the prudent, those that fear God, are crowned with knowledge. They know to sidestep. What kind of a bullfighter would it be if you had the cape in front of you and the bull is running at you and you don't have the knowledge to step aside, to step aside? Well, you're messing with the bull and you're going to get the horn. Amen? Verse 19. The evil bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. Thank you, Tribune. Thank you, Tribune. Can I have a morsel of bread? The evil bow before the good people. They want something because they don't have anything. And the wicked at the gates of the righteous. Can I have a morsel of bread? You'll never see the seed of the righteous begging bread. Verse 20. The poor is hated even of his own neighbor. But the rich has many friends. I call them fair-weather friends. <laughs> Boy, when you've got the money, they're your friends. But lose it, leave God, and then be cursed, and you'll see how many friends you have. Verse 21. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. I'm always happy to help the poor and needy, as the Lord commands us to. Verse 22. Do they not err that devise evil? But mercy and truth shall be to them that devise the thing that is good. Well, how do I devise that which is good? I read the Bible and I see what the Lord likes and I put it together like in a file cabinet in my brain and in my heart and in my spirit and soul. And then I begin doing it and then I can see that there's mercy given unto me that devise a plan good. Verse 23. In the labor there in, uh, in all labor, there is profit, but the talk of the lips, just talk is cheap. Uh, the, 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 you know, I've seen so many people poverty stricken in the ghetto in New York City and the ghettos there, all the ghettos and in even Montana and many other places. I see uh, they don't want to labor. In all labor, there is profit. I mean, if you're out there living with your manos and your brazos, your hands and your arms. But the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. They just have pennies. And they just, every penny is so precious to them. But if you labor, you've got plenty. There's no problem. Verse 24. The crown of the wise is their riches. Oh, you mean to say wise people have riches? Well, I know a lot of uh, poverty-stricken people that say, 
if they're rich, there must be something wrong with them. They've got some kind of vice or device. That's just what the Word of God says. The Word says the crown of the wise, the ones that fear God, is their riches. Uh, it's not money-wise, but the crown of the wise is their riches. The crown of the wise means that you are secure in knowing that in uh, that if you die, you're going to be in heaven. But the foolish, the foolishness of fools is folly. Verse 25, a true witness delivereth souls. A true witness, they preach the gospel and souls are saved. But a deceitful witness speaketh uh, lies. Some people never win souls. They've been around for years and they just don't fear God enough. They're afraid to witness. They're afraid and ashamed to praise and thank the Lord. They're ashamed of God. And God's going to be ashamed of them. Jesus will be ashamed of them before God and his holy angels. Verse 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You know, it's, a, it's telling you all throughout the Bible to fear the Lord because you'll be have very strong confidence because when you fear God, God will talk to you and tell you where to go, when to go, and when not to go, and where not to go. We have strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. That's something. There's a time coming now. The It's the end of time, and God is pouring out his wrath on the earth. And uh, there's uh, people don't know where they're going to go, what they're going to do, because they don't know the Lord. They don't talk to him. They're not uh, given guidance by him. But those of us that know the Lord, we know where to go and what not, where not to go. And um, I'm expecting any minute for the Lord to tell me where to go. He tells me to stay home. He tells me to go downtown. He tells me to do everything. Verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Verse 28. In the multitude of people is the king's honor. People that are of the Lord. The multitude of people that are of the Lord. One of us shall chase how many? Huh? And one of us will chase a thousand and two of us ten thousand. And it keeps uh, going up. Uh, ten thousand. And then three of us will chase a hundred thousand. And four of us will chase a million. And, or several, ten million. And then it goes up till it's well over uh, ten billion people. And there's not that many people on earth. It's just eight of us to ten billion people. So 
uh, in the multitude of people is the king's honor. The Lord wants a multitude of people. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But in the want of people is the destruction of the prince. So, you know, there's, uh, we're living in the last days. There's all kind of people that are broke and they want to steal things. And we need night watchmen on all of our properties. And we need souls to do that with. Verse 29. So we have to win souls. We have to compel people. If you're going out on the streets and witnessing, testifying, there's no fear of God. There's no zeal in you. You're not going to win any souls. There's nobody going to show up for services. Verse 29, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. But he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. Verse 30, a sound heart is the life of the flesh. But envy the rottenness of the bones. Verse 31. He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth the Lord, in other words, does what he tells us to do, hath mercy on the poor. And if you sow mercy, you're going to reap mercy. Amen? Amen. Uh, if you decide that your will is to do the thing, show mercy, then you will have mercy. But again, it must be you that will control yourselves uh, and place yourself under the discipline of the Holy Spirit. We have to discipline ourselves to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. In other words, it has to be our will. Now, the will will go crazy. Oh, I uh, like this, I like that. I want this, I want that. You have to control that will and put a cross to it. Uh, in order to control ourselves, to, to be controlled by the Holy Spirit so that uh, he that oppresses the poor reproaches his maker what do you want to lord it over the poor people and say look at what i have and you can't have it or you even attempt to make people much more poor than they are already you don't give them a helping hand but and you hate anybody that tries to help them but he that honoreth him, the poor, has mercy on the poor. But you have to have your will. You have to make your will be the will of God. Verse 32. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness. Well, who's driving him away? The Lord. <laughs> but the righteous person has hope in his death. When a righteous man 
when he's righteous, he doesn't fear death. I heard this guy on TV the other day saying, oh, we Muslims, we love death. All those that hate God's word loves death. I don't want to, I want to live on forever. And the Bible says that I will if I keep God's commandments. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not afraid to die because I know if I die, I'm going to be present. My body dies. I'll be present with the Lord. And that's better. But these people are saying that they're blowing themselves up thinking that God's going to honor that. They're insane. God says that those people are insane. Verse 33. Wisdom, the fear of the Lord, resteth in the heart of him that hath understanding. But that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Love you have the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you're able to control your will and make it to be the will of God. Your affections will be uh, centered around God and upon God, upon Christ. Your thoughts will be in harmony with God. Desire, your desires will be for God, goodness, godliness, holiness. That's the way it will be. Um, if you stop causing your will to be the will of God, um, they will avail you nothing. You'll receive nothing from the Lord. Uh, multitudes of people will be lost while hoping and desiring to be Christians. They do not come to the point of yielding their entire um, building of their entire will to God. You have to yield your entire building, your soul, your entire building of the, your entire will. Give your entire will to God. And they do not know or choose to be Christians. I never did before I was saved, before God put the fear of God into me. Through uh, the right exercise of your own will, and we all have a will, an entire change may be made in your life by yielding up your will to God. We must align ourselves with the power um, that is from above. Align ourselves with the power. That is above all power principalities. You have, will have strength from above to hold yourself steadfast if it's your will is the same as the Lord's. And thus, therefore, through constant surrender to God, you will be established. 
you will be enabled to live the new holy uh, eternal life, even the life of faith, faith, the life of Christ. It will be Christ in you, living and working in you, doing it. Now, verse 34 of Proverbs, the 14th chapter. Righteousness exalteth a nation. Well, our nation must not be very righteous because we're owned now. We've been overthrown. There's no more USA because we uh, put together, we allowed ourselves to be members of the United Nations, which is the Antichrist. We're no longer the U.S. Constitution. It's no, no, not there anymore. And they don't mind me saying it because they want you to know that you don't have any rights anymore. You don't own your children. You don't own your houses. Try to not pay taxes on them and see what happens. They're going to be sold on a courthouse lawn and, and you're going to see ads on television telling you, you can buy this beautiful home here for $300 because the people, they're now homeless and they're out of their houses, and they don't belong to them. They belong to we, the government, and we want our tax money. Verse 34, righteousness exalteth a nation. Well, this nation is not exalted. We used to be the most powerful nation in the world when we said in God we trust. And now we're about 47th. We have no more significance than a third world, many third world countries. And the enemy, Satan, the enemy of your soul, is doing everything in his power uh, to uh, totally destroy this nation. And they're doing it very quickly. The economy is on its knees right now. One bank after the other is folding up like an accordion. And what do you think you're going to do then? What do you think you're going to... They just keep telling you that on TV. Say, shame on you, man, if you don't believe us. It's going down the tubes. Because righteousness exalts the nation. And it's for darn good and sure that we're not righteous. We like to fornicate, commit adultery, have same-sex marriages. We love to murder. First-degree murder little children, babies. You sick bunch of people. But sin is a reproach to any people. You're cursed by God, you idiots. Verse 35. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, a servant that fears God. But his wrath is against him that causes shame. Now that's the end of chapter 14. And so I'm going to start on chapter 15. A soft answer turneth away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. Well, if you think that the word of God is grievous... You're the grievous ones, and you stir up anger of God. 
It says the, uh, his cup of the wrath, the wine of the wrath of God is being read, is starting to be poured out on this earth in his indignation, the wrath of God. But a soft answer turneth away wrath. But you people don't have soft answers. You have harsh words against God. And you're stirring up wrath from him. Grievous words stir up anger. You want the Lord to be angry with you, right? What are you, thrill seekers or something? You think that you can come up against God and get by with it? Throughout uh, the whole world, there's no one going to get by with it. The tongue of the wise uh, uses knowledge. All right. Now, to God, he is very, he's extremely pleased with me. Because I'm telling you folks out there how it really is. You want to tune into some of these TV programs that talk about how blessed they are of the Lord because they're flying around in airplanes. I don't have one. But I do have the Lord. But the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. A fool is the one that says there's no God. Verse 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. That's the Spirit of God beholding the evil and the good. Verse 4, a wholesome tongue, one that really preaches the word of God the right way, is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a Breach in the spirit. All right, now we have some letters as usually uh, as usual. Uh, Sharon, where's the first one from? From Zimbabwe. Okay, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Lamo, your program, Tony Alamo Ministries, is blessing me every week over Radio Africa too. I first caught the program about a month ago. Its message brings the word of God clearer than any other I have heard. So I am listening to the program regularly now. Thank you for the program. Keep up the good work. Yours faithfully, Reverence, from Gokwe, Zimbabwe. All right. Uh, you have another one? Yes. Let's from, hear it. From Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Dear Pastor Tony, greetings to you in Jesus' precious name. I do congratulate you for the great work you are doing worldwide. Many souls are blessed from your messages and your literature. According to all the work you're doing... I see that you are really a man of God and a chosen person for a special work in God's ministry. I'm just writing to you today to inform you and to hear from you. I distribute literature for you in Haiti, and many souls are blessed from them when you send boxes of literature and books of the Messiah to me. I offer myself to translate your English messages into French as well. As long as it's possible, I would like you to send some French literature with the view of offering them to some new converts and two French Bibles. Let me tell you that you and I have a special work to do for the Lord Jesus to preach the good news. Thank you in advance while waiting for your feedback about this matter. Yours truly, Nicholas from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Okay, we have time for more if you have some. Okay. You have more? Yes. We only have a few hundred letters, folks. 
Okay, I get more letters than Perry Como used to. Okay, go ahead. From McAllister, Oklahoma. Dear Tony Alamo, thank you for sending the newsletters. I really do enjoy them. You have opened my eyes to a lot of things I didn't know about the government and the Bible. If you can, will you please send me a Bible and two copies of your newsletters from now on? We sure will. I have a friend who's interested in them also. Thank you very much, Deverly from McAllister, Oklahoma. How about uh, any more? From Ghana, Africa. Okay, go ahead, read it. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings to you. Peace and grace be multiplied unto you through all the days of your life. May the good God bless you with long life and wisdom and prosperity. Amen. One day a sister in Christ gave me one of your world newsletters, and after reading it I was touched and did not know what to do but rededicate my life to Christ. I had a sudden change in my life, although I was already a Christian, but my Christian life was not a matured one. Thank God that through the reading of your literature and newsletters, I am now more matured in Christianity. My friends whom I shared the gospel with are willing to have more of your literature and newsletters, which will enable us to know the gospel of Jesus Christ or the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen. We would be most grateful to you. We shall also remember you in prayer and ask God's guidance and protection unto you. May God pour his wisdom and knowledge in your mind so that you continue to do the good work of my God. May God bless you, hoping to hear favorably from you as soon as possible. I would like to end here with much greetings to you and the entire ministries. May God's blessings be upon the ministry. Yours faithfully, Henrietta from Tima, Ghana, Africa. All right, it's time to pray now. So uh, there's no sin that can enter the kingdom of heaven. And there's no possible way to get rid of your sin, but through the blood, the coming up to the throne of God, to the one and only Christ, who is God, who came into the world and died for your sins, who shed his precious blood so that they could be taken away. Uh, so now uh, we can, you can enter the kingdom of heaven. The sinner's prayer, to an unsaved person, the sinner's prayer is the only prayer that God will hear if you want to repent and forsake your sins. So let's do that now by asking, uh, saying this prayer, all right? Now say this to the Lord God. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of your Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You never will. As long as I call upon you, your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I call, I'm calling on you. I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. I'm saved. And I thank you and I praise you, Father God, for saving my soul. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Raise up your arms and thank and praise the Lord. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this tape, number 795. Tell them exactly how they can receive it. 
Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Make sure you let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure you tune in again uh, tomorrow for another program to help you walk one day at a time in the Lord. Uh, Right now we have uh, the uh, song called The Old Country Church and it's uh, presented uh, by a massive amount of singers presented by Bill and Gloria Gaither. Where they sing forevermore as they